This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Tatis at third, two outs. Fernando takes off. He's going to steal home without a play. Straight steal of home. And Perez never knew. Fernando Tatis Jr. stole the show. 5-2, to two, the Padres win it over the Baltimore Orioles on this Wednesday evening here at Petco Park as the Padres win the rubber game of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage here on the Padres radio network from inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Padres scoring three in the third inning, then getting two more in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Blake Snell excellent in this game once again. Six innings and two earned runs given up. We'll dive into this game as a whole, but Fernando Tatis Jr., a terrific night, three hits in RBI, and a straight steal of home plate that made Petco Park absolutely erupt. I caught up with Fernando Tatis Jr. on the field right after the game. Fernando, what a show you put on here tonight. Let's start with the steal of home plate. What did you see there that made you believe you could steal home? Uh, just a little bit of disengagement on the first pitch. The pitcher took it in time. I mean, trying to make a pitch, and I just took advantage of the situation. Can you remember the last time you had a straight steal of home plate? <laughs> Probably when I was in low way, something like that. But it was amazing, and to do that, we in the big leagues. It's just game changer. As you come across home plate there, I mean, this crowd was going nuts. What did that feel like? It felt amazing. It felt amazing. The type of energy is just, just great for us, for the team, for the city and hopefully we can keep this going. Fernando, let's go back to the third inning. Quiet couple of innings offensively. Then you guys were able to really get it going. What was the key in that rally in the third? Just battling uh, our at-bats, putting good at-bats, one behind the other, trusting the guy behind us, and uh, you know, just putting some good barrels in the ball. Finally, Blake Snell, terrific once again on the mound. From your perspective, what did he do well here tonight? Lights out. It's the cutest since the first pitch. And, uh, I mean, the guy was has been dominating for the last three months, so it's pretty amazing to play behind him. Fernando, congratulations on the win. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game. The Padres win it 5-2 to two over the Orioles as they take two of three from a team that came into this series with the best record in the American League. A very good series win for the Padres. Now we'll see if they can keep it rolling as this 10-game homestand continues tomorrow. A lot to do here in our postgame coverage. When we come back, we'll have all the radio highlights for you. Also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Give out our nightly awards, full out-of-town scoreboard, and much, much more to come. Again, the final score, Padres 5, Orioles 2. Back in a moment on the Padres Radio Network. Our 
postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score, Padres 5, Orioles 2, as the Padres take 2 of 3 from the first place O's. Padres improve to 58 and 63. Orioles drop to 74 and 47. What an exciting night here at Petco Park in a number of different ways. We'll recap it all for you. We also will hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a handful of minutes. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Everybody's still finishing up here inside the loft, finishing up their beers and their tabs and heading on home for the evening. But the fun just beginning this week here at Petco Park. Still seven games remaining on this 10-game homestand. Let's recap how this one went down here tonight. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. Blake Snell was on the mound for the Padres. Adley Rutschman started the game with a leadoff single for the Orioles. He went to second on a wild pitch, went to third base on a flyout. He would score on a sacrifice fly from Anthony Santander. Three batters into the game, Orioles had a one to nothing lead. Fast forward to the bottom half of the third. Padres still trailing one nothing against Orioles starting pitcher Dean Kramer. Kramer issued a leadoff walk to Trent. A hit and a, uh, excuse me, I should say hit and run with Ha-Sung Kim. Kim singled. Grisham went to third base. Fernando Tatis Jr. was next. Kramer kicks and deals and a hard hit. Ground ball through the left side base hit. Grisham will come in to score. The game is tied. Padres still had runners on first and second with nobody out. Juan Soto popped out. Manny Machado struck out. But then the Padres found some two-out magic as Xander Bogarts dug in. 2-1 2-1 pitch. Xander hits it on the ground up the middle into center field and a base hit. Kim rounding third. He's on his way. He's going to score. Padres lead for the first time tonight. Xander Bogarts an RBI single, and it's 2-1 in the third. Padres kept the two-out hits coming. Jake Cronenworth was up next. And Cronenworth swings, lines it up the middle, into center field, a base hit. Tatis will jog home from third. Another two-out hit with runners in scoring position. And the Padres lead 3-1. Blake Snell then really settled in. He worked around a base runner in the second, third, and fourth. A 1-2-3 fifth inning. Padres still led 3-1 heading to the sixth inning. Ryan Mountcastle stepped in with one out and nobody on. 2-2 hit hard in the air to deep left center field. Soto's going back into the gap. Looks up. Going to go. Home run for Ryan Mountcastle. Orioles are within one here in the top of the sixth inning. That is his 16th home run of the season. And it's a 3-2 game. That was all Snell allowed in the sixth inning. Blake Snell once again very good. Six innings, two earned runs given up, three hits. He walked two, struck out five on 92 pitches. Meanwhile, Dean Kramer bounced back after the tough third. He allowed just those three runs through six innings. Kramer retired the final ten batters he faced. Nick Martinez entered for the top of the seventh. Padres leading three to two. Martinez retired the side in order. Shintaro Fujinami came out of the Orioles bullpen in the bottom half of the inning. With one out, it was Trent Grisham. Two and two on Grisham. Fujinami delivers. Trent hits it in the air to deep left center. Mullins again back into the gap. He's at the wall. It's going to go. Home run, Trent Grisham. Add-on run. Unlocked. And the Padres lead it 4-2. to two. Big insurance run for the Padres. They were not done. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a two-out single. Lefty Sionel Perez entered to face Juan Soto. Tatis took off for second. Perez threw to first base, but the throw got away and went into foul territory. Tatis went all the way to third. So Tatis on third base. The count 0-1 on Soto. Then this happened. Tatis hit third, two outs. Fernando takes off. He's going to steal home without a play. Straight steal of home, and Perez never knew. One of the most electrifying moments of the season here at Petco Park, no doubt about it. Fernando Tatis Jr., a straight steal of home plate, gave the Padres a 5-2 lead. Padres had that 5-2 lead, heading to the top of the ninth inning. Josh Hader entered, looking for the save opportunity. He got Anthony Santander on strikes. Gunnar Henderson hit a one-out single. Jordan Westberg then flew out. The game was left up to Austin Hayes. Hader trying to finish this thing off. The 1-2 pitch. Swung on and missed strike three. 
The Baltimore Orioles came to town with the best record in the American League, and they will leave having dropped two out of three to the Padres. An electric night here at Petco Park as the Pods beat the O's 5-2. to two. See, Jesse and I, great minds think alike. Electric, electrifying here at Petco Park tonight as the Padres win it by a final score of 5-2. to two. They drop this series opener on Monday, and the Padres bounce back in a very big way. 10-3 winners last night, 5-2 to two here tonight. Final totals in this one for the Padres, five runs, eight hits, and no errors. The Orioles, two runs, five hits, and one error, and the Padres improved to 58-63. and 63. Orioles dropped to 74 and 47. A well-deserved win here tonight for Blake Snell, his 10th of the season. Let's go downstairs here at Petco Park towards the clubhouse and hear some post-game reaction. Let's take a trip down to the Padres clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian resource. A lot of things that maybe haven't gone right altogether went right tonight. What were you most pleased with? Uh... Shoot, it was a, it was really good energy. Even though we get down one nothing right away, you know, fans brought it again today from the very beginning, and it's a, it's really a good, you know, it's inspiring for us. But you know, to, to three runs in the third was was huge for us. Ran the bases well tonight, obviously. Um, added on in the seventh, which was big, and got some, you know, a great start and and good bullpen work for three innings. How did you see Fernando's steal go down? I, I kid with him that he's a witch and he rides his broom around the bases, and that's pretty much exactly what happened there. I mean, it's it's like when he takes off, everybody just gets nervous, and uh, you very rarely are going to see that. For him to steal home, so what looked like so easily, yeah. what did you kind of make of the way he the way he read the situation in the moment? Right, it's all around. I mean, it's just not taking off. It's it's understanding, you know, the cadence. Um, it's getting down the line with a left-handed pitcher that can't see you. Uh, it's 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 all the above. So it's not just taking off on a whim and you know just doing it, uh, you know just just off the cuff. There there are a lot of things that go go into it, especially when you end up, you know, not even a throw. So it, a lot of good things. Obviously, speeds help helps. What do you make of what Blake did tonight and kind of how it's just how steady he's been for you guys the last? three months now yeah I mean it's almost a surprise now when he gives up a homer or he gives up two runs so you know kind of scratched it for for an early run then gave up a homer but you know whether it's five or whether it's six innings seems like every time he leaves the game we're you know we have a lead so it's it's gone on for quite some time now two six five ERA it's pretty good and a winning is anyway is what you need but you guys seem to be at your best maybe when you're like exciting, when you're playing exciting ball. You haven't done that much. Would you uh, agree that this was one of those kind of games that you're capable of? And Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's got to set up for it, too. I mean, you can't just take, oh, you know, we had a hit and run today, which, which was great, gave us a little energy in that inning. But you, you just don't take off and do it. You just have to, you know, have the right opportunities and, and be prepared for it. So... Um, you know, it's it's another good team that we won a series from. So whether it's them, whether it's Texas, whether it's Tampa, you know, we seem to somehow, you know, play our best, best baseball against the really good teams. And this this is a really good team playing well. It's been a little bit tough for you guys to kind of put it all together to do that in this manner against a team like that at this stage of the right. season. What can that do for you? Yeah, look, especially after a night where we score a lot of runs and we have a difficult time coming back the next day and, and winning a game, it seems like, this year. So, you know, hopefully we, we keep trying to put to bed some of the, the issues that we had this year. Hopefully this is one we can check off. How do you characterize the importance of what the next week is? You'll be playing teams that are ahead of you in the wild card race. How important are these games coming up, and what do they mean? They're all they're all the same, right? I mean, we talked about it. Diamondbacks last last series. You know, we went beat them in the first game, and then we lose the next two. You know, this is a really good team. It's the same, really playing a really good team like this, because you can lose a series, you know, to a really good team, and you know. It's opportunistic that we get to play some teams that are ahead of us. You still have to take care of business. But, you know, in that line of teams that we have to pass, you know, these guys were right in the middle of it too. When Fernando is showing a lot of emotion, how, how have you noticed his energy can kind of 
be contagious or not be contagious just around the dugout? Well, it is. I mean, he's always like that. He's played a lot this year. And, you know, there are times when you go through some slumps where it doesn't look like you're energetic because you're not getting any hits. But um, every time he's on base, every time, you know, he's he's playing like that, you feel a lot of energy from him. Just the steal of home, like how does, where does that rank as far as yeah, I we, I'd like to say I put that on, but it surprised me as well. And you know, all those things lined up for him to to do it, and he's pretty fearless on the bases. He, f- he flipped a switch like about five games ago, maybe, where he's just going with the pitch. He's right. just like that's pretty remarkable that that happened. How did he do that? Yeah, it's not easy. It's hard work. So he even said to me, I've made some adjustments here recently, and you see him not trying to do too much, let the ball travel, which allows you to see it a little bit longer, which gives you more confidence. Now you're getting some hits, and then, you know, he pulls the ball in the hole the, you know, the next inning. So it's just backing it up a little bit and not trying to do too much. It's easier said than done, especially when you're going through a little bit of a slump and you're trying to hit your way out. That was Padres manager Bob Melvin after tonight's win for the Padres here at Petco Park, 5-2 to two against the Orioles. Sam Levitt back with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park as we wrap this one up on our postgame coverage here on the Padres Radio Network. You heard Bob Melvin talk about Blake Snell there, and you heard a lot of talk about Fernando Tatis Jr., what he did tonight. Three hits, two runs, scores on a straight steal of home plate and it was so reminiscent of something that Fernando talked to me about in the pregame if you heard my pregame interview today with Fernando Tatis Jr. we talked about some of those baseball instincts or feel for baseball however Fernando put it earlier today and he's talked about it before this is somebody who from the very moment he came up to the major leagues you could tell right away Number one, played the game aggressively, played it freely, played it with passion, played it with fun, and also had a tremendous feel for the game. And we've seen that throughout this season. Maybe not as many of the, I don't know, electrifying moments that you saw when he first came up or 2021, even though he's had a a really nice season considering all the time he missed last year. But you've even seen that feel for the game this season the way he's adapted to right field so flawlessly I mean he should win a gold glove in right field this season the way he's come back and for the most part played really well despite some struggles lately although the bat is really heated up as of late we'll dive into his offense coming up a little bit later but to me in that seventh inning the straight steal of home it was a prime example of Fernando just having that ultimate feel for the game understanding the situation he had just stolen second base, went to third on a throwing error by CNL Perez. Remember, Perez, before that, had not thrown a single pitch in the inning after he came in, throws one to Soto and on the uh, before the very next pitch to tease his heading for home. And he stole it easily. There was no doubt about it. So, again, a, a prime example of Fernando having this just natural, unbelievable feel for the game. And you heard Bob Melvin describe it there. He's got a lefty on the mound. Perez, the lefty, can't see him. He's got his back turned to him naturally, and Fernando took off. They had no shot to get him. So that was uh, as exciting a play as I've seen at Petco Park this season, and the crowd responded to it. If you missed my interview with Fernando after the game, we'll play it for you coming up again a little bit later on. A lot to get to still. We'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up, give out our nightly awards. If you want to get involved on our post-game show, you can do that as well. Phone number to call, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved, if you would rather get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y. L-E-V, or Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev there too, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you thought about this game. The Padres, oh, by the way, picked up a full game in the wild card standings. They are now four and a half games out of a wild card spot. So in the last two days, they have two wins and they've picked up two full games. They now are out of that final wild card spot by four and a half games. It's not over yet. A couple of steps in the right direction. They got a lot of work to do, but a couple of really good wins here at Petco Park against the team in the Orioles that has the best record in the American League. 
We'll see where they go from here, but certainly a very good start to this homestand. Much more to get to on our postgame coverage. We're coming back in a moment. Again, the final score, Padres 5, Orioles 2. Back after this on the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 2-2 lined and caught by Cronenworth, diving at first base. Gotta hang a star for Jake. Holding the runner at first, diving away from the line, and Cronenworth with a brilliant defensive play for out number two. Jake Cronenworth with an outstanding defensive play in the eighth inning with Robert Suarez on the mound. Padres bullpen did a great job in this one. Nick Martinez, Robert Suarez, Josh Hader combining for three scoreless innings out of the bullpen. Hader picks up his 27th save of the season, and Suarez helped through that eighth inning on what was a terrific play, terrific catch by Jake Cronenworth on a line drive off the bat of Adley Rutschman. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Really, really good play by Cronenworth at first base. And that was the theme of this game, the theme of the night, the Padres making big-time plays, whether it was the Tatis steal of home plate, whether it was the Cronenworth catch, whether it was the Grisham home run in the seventh inning, which shouldn't be overlooked. I know in that seventh, Tatis kind of stole the show, but Grisham hit the home run, an impressive home run to left center that gave the Padres a 4-2 lead. That was some much-needed breathing room in this game. So a lot of good things for the Padres in this one here tonight as they win it 5-2 to two over the Baltimore Orioles. We continue on our post-game coverage here on the Padres Radio Network. We will get some of your phone calls coming up in just a little bit. 833-288-0973. The phone number to call, 833-288-0973. Just looked at my, uh, my phone for the time, 847 p.m. I love this. I love a, a 540 start. Not even that late at night. So you're not sleeping yet. You're listening to the Padres Radio Network. Call me. Hit me up on Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V there. Instagram DMs open as well, Sammy Lev there too. Let me know what you thought about this ball game. Let me know what you're thinking about the Padres right now. Four and a half games out of a wild card spot, even sitting at 58-63. and 63. They've gained two games in the last couple of days. Maybe when you thought you were out, they're starting to pull you back in again. Of course, it is about, as we've said all year long, this team doing things like they've done the last couple of nights on a consistent basis for an extended stretch. Two straight wins is nice, a huge series coming up against the Diamondbacks. Four games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then three more against Miami. And what do those two teams have in common? They are both ahead of the Padres in the wild card race. So a big seven-game stretch coming up, but here tonight, Padres get a very good win in the rubber game of this three-game set against the O's. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here tonight, Blake Snell. Six innings, two earned runs, three hits, walked two, struck out five. Got his 10th win of the year. The ERA went up just a little bit to 265. Still the lowest ERA in Major League Baseball. He was in control. He was fairly efficient early on. 92 pitches here tonight. I'm sure if the Padres needed him to go one more, he probably could have started that seventh inning. But... They went with the bullpen. Martinez, Suarez, Hader did a really good job in the three innings out of the pen. So Blake Snell, once again, very, very here tonight, and he continues to put together what is becoming a Cy Young caliber season for Blake Snell. He is certainly right there at the top of the list as far as guys in that conversation. Blake Snell, going back to May 25th, a span of 16 starts, has a 1-2-9 ERA, 91 innings, 128 strikeouts. He's only given up 13 earned runs. 
since May 25th. Think about that for a second. Since May 25th. I mean, that's that's going on almost three months ago. He's given up only 13 earned runs in that span. A 165 opponent batting average in that span. He has been really, really good. Beyond really good. He's been terrific, despite the walks. And here tonight, the good thing for him, the run in the first inning gives up a single. Rutschman goes to second on a wild pitch. Goes to third on a flyout, sack fly, run comes in. Not a big deal. Gave up a solo home run to Mountcastle in the sixth inning. Not a big deal. But what I really like today from Blake Snell, he didn't deal with any of those mega jams that we've seen so often. Despite how good Blake has been at just preventing runs. We've seen him get into so many big jams over and over and over, but have the ability to get out of them over and over and over. You look at this game here today. The first inning gives up that run. It works around a one-out walk in the second, gets out of the inning with a double play ball, works around a two-out walk in the third, one-out walk in the fourth, one, two, three, fifth, gave up the home run in the sixth inning. The really impressive thing now looking at it for Snell, he did not have more than one base runner on in any of his six innings. So that was a big key here tonight, not allowing too much base traffic, being in command, two walks it was the first time in a while Blake Snell had not walked three batters in a game keep this in mind Snell let me pull up my notes here from the pregame Snell had walked at least three batters in eight consecutive starts entering tonight so here tonight he snaps that streak in a good way and he was really good so Blake Snell our ace pitcher of the game one of those nights one of those rare nights here in 2023 where everything sort of clicked clutch hitting scoring pretty early in the game despite trailing one nothing really good start solid bullpen work adding on in the seventh inning some big time plays big time moments and now the question is can the Padres keep it rolling we'll find out starting tomorrow the start of that four game series against Arizona lot to do here in our post-game coverage. When we come back, we'll dive into some of your phone calls, 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. You can tweet at me, Instagram, DM me if you want to get involved that way, at Sammy Lev on Twitter and Instagram. Let me know what you thought about this game, what you're thinking about the Padres right now here on this Wednesday night. Our post-game show continues when we come back. Padres win it 5-2 to two over the Orioles on the Padres Radio Network. Two and two on Grisham. Fujinami delivers. Tran hits it in the air to deep left center. Mullins again back into the gap. He's at the wall. It's going to go. Home run, Trent Grisham. Add-on run. Unlocked. And the Padres lead it 4-2. to two. A big home run for Trent Grisham came in the bottom half of the seventh inning, provided some breathing room for the Padres as they win it 5-2 to two over the Orioles. The home run by Grish made it a 4-2 to two game later in the inning. Fernando Tatis Jr., a straight steal of home plate, one of the more exciting plays we've seen from the Padres all season long, and the Padres go on to win it by a final score of 5-2. to two. Sam Levitt with you on our postgame coverage from the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. We will get to your phone calls here, I promise. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, we have the phone lines lighting up, so I do want to get to your phone calls here coming up. By the way, for Grisham, that was his 12th home run of the season, and for Trent here tonight, walked and scored a run, hit a home run, so a productive night for Trent Grisham. I thought it was a really impressive home run. He hits a left center and an important home run that made it a 4-2 to two game, an insurance run certainly in that seventh inning to give this team some breathing room. Keep in mind, Trent Grisham came into this game batting just 164 in his last 22 games. So hopefully a sign of things to come for Trent Grisham, a big moment here tonight. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Hader trying to finish this thing off. The one-two pitch, swung on and missed strike three. The Baltimore Orioles came to town with the best record in the American League. And they will leave having dropped two out of three to the Padres. 
an electric night here at Petco Park as the Pods beat the O's 5-2. Our relief pitcher of the game, Josh Hader, shut the door, saved number 27 on the season. Relatively drama-free, ninth inning, allowed a base hit, tying run never got to the plate. And I'll tell you why, aside from it just being a save and a scoreless inning for Josh Hader, a reason he's getting it here tonight. Over Nick Martinez and over Robert Suarez, both who were good scoreless innings in the seventh and the eighth. Because Josh Hader entering tonight had faced a grand total of five batters in two appearances this month. I mean, he has rarely been used here in August. This was his third appearance of August. Now, of course, that's no fault of Josh Hader's. He just hasn't had opportunities, save opportunities, and opportunities where the Padres could use him, how he should be used in a closing role, in a tie game on the road, whatever scenario you want to think of. So he had not pitched since August 8th. And again, since August 1st, in the last two-plus weeks, he had made one appearance, and he showed no signs of rust there. He gave up a base hit. No big deal. Struck out two. Lowers his ERA to 0.84 in 45 appearances, 27 saves now on the season. He's been terrific all year when called upon. So for that reason, coming in, no rust. Gets the job done. Josh Hader, our relief pitcher of the game. Get to your phone calls, I promise, coming up here in just a minute. First, our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer at valleyviewcasino.com today. Kramer kicks and deals and a hard hit ground ball through the left side base hit. Christian will come in to score. The game is tied. Fernando Tatis Jr., our player of the game, three hits, an RBI, couple of runs scored, had the big base hit in the third inning that tied the game at one. That was a big moment in this game as well. Then there were two outs, still runners on first and second, two big, two-out singles, RBI singles in a row from Bogarts and Cronenworth to make it 2-1 to one and then 3-1, to one, put the Padres in front. Those were really big. That was a very encouraging inning for the Padres offense. Two out base hits in big spots with runners in scoring position. And the kind of passing of the baton offensively you want to see from this team that they should be capable of most nights. You look at that third. Grisham, a walk to lead it off. Hassung Kim, a single. That was a hit and run. I thought it was a really good play by Bob Melvin, putting on the hit and run, worked to perfection. Kim shot it through the right side. Grisham went to third. Then moments later, Tatis RBI single. Soto pops out. Machado strikes out. And then two enormous two-out hits to score a couple of runs by Bogarts and Cronenworth. And that was all started by Fernando Tatis Jr. with the RBI single in the third and went on to have a big night. So Fernando, for all those reasons, our player of the game. Let's quickly pause for station ID on the Padres radio network. KWFNFM and KWFNHC1, San Diego. This is Juan Soto from the San Diego Padres. You listen to the Padres baseball on the Padres radio network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Final score, Padres 5, Orioles 2 as the Padres take the rubber game of this three-game series. They take two out of three from the Orioles. And now the Diamondbacks, the Arizona Diamondbacks, come to town for a four-game series beginning tomorrow. More on that series and tomorrow's game coming up later. Let's go to the phones. We have a lot of phone calls to get to. Phone number 833-288-0973. As always here on the Padres Radio Network. We begin with... uh, some guys that I understand they told Maddie back in the studio, if they weren't first, they were not going to be happy. So we'll grant their wish. Let's go to Jay, Jagger, and Joey calling in. Triple J, what's up? Sammy Lev, J. Crew in the house. Man, there is so much to say. Yes, I know we're on a two-game streak. It's not seven or eight in a row like we would love to have. But guess what? It starts here. Arizona in town for four. If we can take three out of four or sweep them, 
we are now in the runnings for the wild card. So, you know, I still don't panic, even though it's late August. Uh, the boys had a blast tonight. Man, what a game to be in the stands for, Sammy. I mean, gosh, just, you know, you put up 10 yesterday, so you expect them to go one run tonight, right? Because that's our, that's our motive of the last mm-hmm. few weeks is uh, we put up a bunch of runs, and the next night we come out and just uh, expletive the bed. Tonight we, we came through. Uh, I've been to a lot of ball games, Sam, a lot, hundreds of ball games, and I have never, ever seen somebody steal home. So tonight, that was special for me and the boys to experience mm-hmm. that. And I have both boys with me tonight. Joe. They don't call us fire faithful for nothing. We believe, Sammy. <laughs> Daddy. Let's go, Padre. Let's go, Sam. We love your show, right. Kay. Keep it going. All right. Jay, Jagger, Joey, appreciate the call. Good stuff all the way around. I don't think I've ever seen a straight steal of home plate either. Um Terrific stuff. Uh, that was that was awesome with Fernando here tonight. Glad you had such a good time. Look, uh, you know, they've got a lot of work to do, but here's what I'll say, and it's been true for a while, and it's true right now again. They've picked up two games in the wild card race the last couple of days, four and a half out with still, what is it after tonight, 41 games? Yeah, 41. 41 games, or is it 40 now? Let me do some math here. 41 games left to play i believe 41 games left to play whatever four and a half out with 41 left to play or 40 left to play i think it's 41 anyway yes they have a lot of work to do um there's no question about it but here is what remains true number one they've got teams coming in that if they can beat them they can leapfrog some of these teams it is right there in front of them they've got to play extremely well they've got to go on a run They've got to win more than three in a row. They've got to get back to 500. They have to do a lot of things they have not done this year. But is it insurmountable? It is not, especially with a lot of games remaining, including the next seven coming up with teams right in front of them. It is not insurmountable. Can they do it? I have no idea. We've we've seen this story before, if we're being honest, where this team gives you hope and – Plays well against a really good opponent. And my goodness, this team has played really well against really good teams this year. We'll get into that a little bit later. Can it be done? Absolutely. Do they have the talent to get it done? Absolutely. Do they have the starting pitching to get it done? Absolutely. Got to do it. We haven't seen it this year. So a great couple of nights, no doubt. I'd encourage you to keep the faith. I think it's more fun that way. And certainly four and a half out. It is not insurmountable. It's just not. So we'll see what the days to come bring. It's a big seven-game stretch coming up, but they they just got to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, last night, 10 runs on 13 hits. Here tonight, five runs, eight hits, big two-out hitting, some big moments, big plays, good starting pitching. You follow the formula from the last two games, and this team will win a whole lot of games down the stretch. We just have to see it. It's show-me time for the San Diego Padres right now. I'm excited to see if they can show it. But, yes, two games, they they are not where they need to be yet. They've got a long way to go, but we'll see when it's all said and done if uh, this was a a step in the right direction and if this can be a spark for this team, what they've done the last couple of nights. Let's go to Kevin, calling in from Oceanside. Kevin, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you? Hey, Sammy, I'm doing good. How are you? Doing all right. Hey, I was at the game tonight, man. Let me tell you, I got to emphasize what you said earlier. Electric, just electric tonight. Glad to see the boys get up uh, and you know keep the lead. That's been a hard thing for us to do this year. And uh, just to see Fernando steal home, man. Let me tell you, electric is just the perfect word tonight. Uh, let's mm-hmm. let's keep it going. Let's keep it going against the Diamondbacks. Keep it going against the Marlins. Let's get back in this thing. Keep the faith, guys. Keep the faith. Love you, Sammy. Yeah, it's it's certainly possible, Kevin. Appreciate the call, and I'm with you. It was electric. Uh, look, I, I've spent uh, you know almost two full seasons here now. I saw some wonderful moments last year. Certainly, the postseason, the Dodger series, all of it. But when you're talking about individual plays, that Tatis steal a home plate, that is right up there, right up there as far to, as far as electrifying moments I've seen so far at this ballpark. It was tremendous. The emotion he showed after, 
and hopefully it's a sign of things to come for Fernando. I mean, Fernando has been swinging the bat a lot better. In fact, in our What to Watch For segment in the pregame today, I told you, entering today, in his last five games, he was 9 for 21 with four runs scored and three stolen bases. So in the last six games now, including tonight, that is 12 for 24. He's batting 500 in the last six games. Six runs scored and five stolen bases. You hope it's a sign of things to come for Fernando, getting him scorching hot, getting him going again after a stretch, by the way, before the last six. In a span of 16 games before this last six, Tatis was hitting 105 in that span. We saw the struggles. We saw the bad luck. But when we talk about this team potentially going on a late run here, having Fernando do things like he did here tonight, having him heat up, would be a big part of that equation, no doubt about that. Let's go to Thomas, who's calling in from Del Cerro. Thomas, what's up? Hello, Thomas. All right, let's, uh, Thomas, try again. Let's go to Don in Rancho Bernardo. Hi, Don. Hey, Sammy. How you doing tonight? Doing well. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, two wins in a row. Can't complain, that's for sure. Um you know, I was uh, listening, and, of course, they were talking about that never seeing a, a steal of home plate. I've never seen that live either, and that's exactly what I said when it happened. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> I've never seen that live. I've never seen that live. I, it was kind of hard to figure out, you know, what was happening on TV anyway because what happened was Soto jumped out of the way, and I was like, what's going on with Soto? And then all of a sudden you see, you know, Sammy, or, I mean, uh, Taddy coming in there. It was really cool. Yeah. But um you know, the one thing I want to comment on tonight was um, you read a lot on social media, and I know that's kind of not the best place all the time, but about how this team is kind of giving up and not no effort and all that kind of thing. And, you you know, at least for tonight anyway, no one can deny that they were trying. With Grish's catch against the wall, you know, where he kind of hit him. Yeah, hit great point. Crony, yeah, Crony's diving catch. And, of course, you know, Toddy's stolen base. So, um, those are some of the best effort plays you'll see all year. Exciting to see that happen. Um, I'm really excited about the next three series we've got, Sammy, because not just the the, uh, the D-backs and Marlins, we've got the Brewers after that, and they're kind of in that mix where they go back and forth between the uh, you know leading in their division and, the, and a wild card, too. So we've got a lot of opportunity in front of us, Sammy. Yeah, there is. There's a ton, and I appreciate the call as always. Four against the Diamondbacks, then three against the Marlins, then three against Milwaukee, a series in St. Louis, a team that is not in the postseason race. They've had a bad year. Four against San Francisco, three against Philadelphia. Aside from that St. Louis series, Arizona, Miami, Milwaukee, San Francisco, Philadelphia, now, Milwaukee's a bit of a different situation because they're in first place in the NL Central, but if they were to drop out of the NL Central lead at some point, they'd become a wild-card team. So really, in a way, all those uh, those teams, aside from St. Louis, are in front of the Padres. It's right in front of them, Don. It is. It is. This is, this is doable, but it requires one thing, and it requires this team to win these games and play to their potential play to their capability, and go on the run we've been waiting for all year. You do that, it's right there in front of them. It is. Two games does not prove that to us. It doesn't with where they are sitting at 58 and 63. But is it possible with 41 games left? Absolutely. And that was a great call on the uh, the Grisham catch. That was a really nice play by Trent Grisham. Uh, in the early part of the game. So great defense. I didn't even talk about that Grisham play earlier. Grisham made a great catch. Cronenworth made an outstanding play in the eighth inning. And I got to tell you, I mean, think about it this way. That play in the eighth inning by Cronenworth, I mean, that's really important. It's a 5-2 game at that point. There was a runner on base. If that ball gets by Jake, the tying run is at the plate in Mountcastle, who hit the home run in the sixth inning. And then Santander and then Henderson, the middle of the Orioles lineup, comes up representing the tying run at the plate. So not only was that just a, a visually appealing play by Jake, a terrific, a hang-a-star-worthy play by Jake, but it was a really big catch at a really big moment. He doesn't get that. It goes by him. That brings the tying run to the plate. That was a big-time play. Again, I said it earlier. Padres made a lot of big-time plays 
in this ball game here tonight. Let's go to Kathy calling in from L.A. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Sammy. Um, I have always said that I am not going to give up on the Padres until they are mathematically eliminated. And hopefully tonight, I'm I'm still going to reserve judgment on if this is going to be a start of a streak, but I, I hope it is. And just watching the fun that they had and when Tatis stole home, it was like, holy crap, the excitement in that dugout. I'm hoping that that's the spark that they needed to light under them to get this going. And I've heard a lot of people say, yeah, somebody called in to the coach's show a week or two ago saying that even if we do make the playoffs, we don't deserve it. This is like, if we make the playoffs, what do you mean we don't deserve it? It means that we played well enough to get into the playoffs, just like last year. So to say that we wouldn't deserve being in the playoffs because of the way we played this year, I I, I don't get it. I really don't. And I'm never going to give up on this team. I've been watching them way too long. And, you know, I'm going to love this team forever. Yeah, look, uh, Kathy, I agree with you uh, 100%. You want to get in. It doesn't matter how many games you win. These seasons are precious. The opportunities to win World Series are precious. The window with this team as far as having, you know, somebody like Juan Soto guaranteed to be here right here right now. Um, the money they've invested in guys like Tatis and Machado and Bogarts, I mean, it, it's right there in front of them. And, you know, you want to capitalize on those opportunities. So I'm with you. It doesn't matter how many games you win. You just want to get into the dance and have an opportunity to uh, to win the whole thing. You know, so I, I would look at it that way. Is it the season you dreamt up being 58 and 63? Here in August, it's not, okay? You hope this would be a season with, where they would compete for a, a playoff spot with the L.A. Dodgers. Um, not a playoff spot, a division uh, title with the L.A. Dodgers. Um, you hope this would be a team that would win 90-plus games. I mean, some people predicting them to win 100 games this year. It hasn't happened that way, unfortunately, but you want to get into the dance. You do. You absolutely do and have a chance to win it all. And uh, I think that uh, should be the mindset uh, here as uh, this season continues uh, in August and into uh, September. All right, one more phone call before this segment, and uh, we'll get to more of your phone calls here coming up. Let's go to Rick, who's calling in from Chula Vista. Hi, Rick. Hey, Sammy. How are you doing? Doing well, Rick. How are you? Good. Uh, just uh, saying that, Sammy, is there any way you can talk to Melvin and uh, get uh, Villa, a Villa pitching tomorrow instead of uh, Rich Hill? Well, Rick, I, I think there's a good chance you're going to see Avila tomorrow anyway. I mean, look, tomorrow's pitching matchup is one where, and Rick appreciate the call, is one where uh, Diamondbacks have an advantage. It's Gallen against Hill. Um, I don't think that's a secret to anybody. Gallen's been terrific. He's a Cy Young candidate. Hill, you know, has had a, a so-so year, and the first couple of starts with the Padres have not gone great. But here's what I'll tell you. They're very, very open to having Avila you know, quote-unquote piggyback with uh, Rich Hill tomorrow. Now, you know, I think ideally they would like Hill to go four or five innings, um, give you a solid enough outing. I, uh, You know, the thing with Hill tomorrow, I'm not looking for him to go six innings. I mean, if he can just get through four, five solid innings, I'd take it. Um but I think the plan has been for the Padres, and part of the reason you haven't seen Avila here since the last time he pitched is they are going to be very quick to go to Avila um, out of the bullpen tomorrow. So, look, I, I totally understand if you're sitting out there tonight and you're saying, man, Avila's looked really good. Doesn't he deserve that chance to start? Uh, Padres, we heard earlier this week from Bob Melvin, they're they're committed to giving Rich Hill that start tomorrow, and they brought him here to start. So he's going to start. First couple haven't gone great, but I think it will be a fairly quick hook tomorrow for Hill with Avila waiting. I do. So, so uh, Rick, I, I think you will see Avila tomorrow. It will not be in the start. Um, but I understand your perspective. I mean, I wonder that aloud uh, on our postgame show after Avila pitched in Arizona. I wondered that and said, you know what? I mean, they, they've got to consider – starting him he's been that impressive when he's been in there this year so we'll see how it works out tomorrow they decided to keep hill in the starting spot and you know have a veal ready tomorrow out of the bullpen we'll see how it works out but 
I, I got to imagine it's not going to be for as important as these games are right now. It's not going to be a very, you know, long leash for, for Hill tomorrow. Um, if he gets in trouble, if he struggles, I think Avila is going to be very quick to come out of that bullpen tomorrow. So I do think you'll see Avila tomorrow. See how it shakes out. Uh, it's a tough matchup tomorrow for the Padres with Gallen on the mound for the Diamondbacks. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. We'll come back with much more. If you want to squeeze more phone calls in, you can. Phone number 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. The phone number to call. We'll also take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard. If you missed my conversation with Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game, after this thriller for Fernando, we'll replay it for you on the other side of this break. We'll have that. We'll have our play of the game and a wrap it up from Petco Park. Again, the final score, Padres 5, Orioles 2 on the Padres Radio Network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Everybody has gone home except for me. I'm still here with you. On the radio side of things, glad to uh, have you with us here on this Wednesday evening as the Padres win it 5-2 to two over the Baltimore Orioles. Five runs, eight hits, no errors, four left on for the Padres. Two runs, five hits, one error, and four left on for the Orioles. As the Padres win two of three from Baltimore, they pick up another full game in the wild card standings. Four and a half games out with 41 to play in Arizona. A team in front of them come into town. The Diamondbacks are a game and a half out. They've won two in a row in Colorado. A couple of good wins for Arizona. So they come in playing good ball. And the Padres with another big-time series, four against Arizona, three against Miami. No time to rest now. Got to keep it rolling. We'll see if the Padres can do that after winning two games against uh, the team with the best record in the American League entering this series. Very nice job by the Padres. And, I'll tell you what, a really good job of the Padres in this series, pitching-wise, really across the board, and that includes Monday night. They only gave up four runs on Monday, three runs yesterday, and two runs here tonight. So the total in this series of nine runs given up to a really good team in the Orioles and a good offensive team, and they they did a really good job, whether it was the, the rotation, Blake Snell, six innings, Two runs given up here tonight. Michael Waka, five scoreless innings yesterday. I mean, you Darvish gave up that bases clearing uh, double to Gunnar Henderson on Monday night. But Darvish, seven innings, four earned runs given up in his start. So the starters were good. The bullpen, pretty good yesterday. Some hiccups, but a big lead to work with. And here tonight, the bullpen was great. Martinez, Suarez, and Hayter combining for three scoreless innings. Hayter picking up his 27th save of the season. All right, let's go back to the phones, 833-288-0973. We go to Amy, who's uh, on the way to Orange County. Hi, Amy. Hey, Sammy, how are you? I'm doing great, Amy. How are you? Doing good. Making the long commute, so I appreciate you always being on the air after the games. I love hearing the broadcast and everything afterwards. Absolutely. You got it. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I mean, the guys are doing great. I think a lot of people have been saying the same thing. I love that we're actually seeing some good emotion. And kind of like a lot of people have been saying also, I feel like they're giving more of a fight now and also taking more accountability for the bad days. It's not so much the, oh, it's just baseball thing. So I love seeing the guys step up. And like a lot of people have been saying, I think we're still in this and we still have a good shot for the postseason this year. Well, Amy, well said. Appreciate the optimism and and thank you for the call. I, I, I agree with you, Amy. Um, they're very much still in it. Again, I've said it a few times here tonight, they've got a lot of work to do, and they have got to play really well here in the final 40-plus games. But is it doable? Absolutely. Absolutely. With all these games remaining, the teams ahead of them, they're all important games. Every game they play the rest of the way is important. But is it doable? Absolutely. they got to do it, though. And they haven't proven to this point they can't. And we keep waiting for them to do that. Will these two games against the Orioles be the start of that? I couldn't tell you. We're going to find out. But definitely a a step in the right direction the last couple of nights. So, Amy, glad uh, you saw the energy here tonight. Glad you had a good time. And, uh, yeah, well said. I I appreciate the optimism. And, you know, look, I I know it's been a a hard season in a lot of ways. I mean, I, I, you know, think about... Monday night and the calls we got and and the frustration and the anger and all 
very well justified because it has not been the season you hope for. But it doesn't mean it can't turn into something here in the final 40-plus games really fun. I mean, I, I think that would be a lot more fun than things going the other way at this point. So we'll see. See what happens. Um, still a, a while to go here, and they're within striking range, no doubt. Let's go to Cal, who's on the way to downtown. Hi, Cal. Hey, Sam. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, dial it back to early in the season, and Padres are heading up to Chavez Ravine. There's a four, no, three-game three set, and it might have been the first one up to Chavez. And uh-huh. It's Thursday night. It's the night before the three-game set. And there's talk on the radios about, oh, man, if we get swept, we're going to be down seven. And we need more people like Amy and Kathy filling the airwaves and the broadcasters with optimism and support for the team. I think those are going to be worth some wins for our team down the road. We come out of the all-star break. We go to Philadelphia. There's talk on the radio waves about, oh, man, you know, if we win one, it was a four-game set. What do you mean if we win one? we got to have more positive support for our team and, and – See them through. These guys can do it. They deserve to be in the playoffs. Like one, I think it was Kathy. If they make the playoffs, of course they deserve to be there. So let's support mm-hmm. our team. Let's stay positive. Not just when we have good wins like this, but all the time. Well, Cal, well said. And uh, look, I, I think um, you know. I think uh, here tonight we've heard a lot of positivity, a lot of optimism. I, you know, Cal, and appreciate the call. I, I feel like all year it's it's very much been up and down. I mean, and I've. You know, I've been riding the wave with all of you. I mean, if you listen to me every night here on the post game and all the calls and everything we do here, I mean, I've been riding that wave with you. And I've seen some of the highs and people feel like the run was coming and this team was starting to figure it out and the lows where you just could not explain what was going on. Um, again, two wins doesn't cure all the problems, doesn't get you back to 500. I mean, let's be honest, they still are 58-63. and 63. They've got to get back to 500 for us to even talk about getting to the postseason. That's the first milestone they got to hit. And they've got to hit it soon here. They've still got five games to make up to get back to 500. But, Cal, I'm, I'm in agreement with you in the sense of, yeah, I mean, it's doable. They've got a shot. Um you know, I, I think all of us here on the radio side, at least uh, I'll speak for myself. I mean, look, I, I think I've been, if you listen to me every night throughout all of this, throughout all 121 games, I, I've been pretty positive. I mean, I've I've tried to point out the bright side on a lot of nights. I've tried to, you know, play it as, as fair as I can, um, you know, zoom out, take the perspective of a long baseball season. And that's what I'm hoping still can ring true. Look, I, I said it a lot. I mean, I I believed even throughout the struggles that this team, with the talent they have, the starting pitching they have, the back end of the bullpen arms they have, that over the course of 162, there there had to be a run. There had to be some kind of hot run. Will it happen? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Nobody knows. But is it possible? Do I think they could do it? Yeah, but they've got to show it. And that's what it's about right now. It's all about showing it. So, um, you know, Cal, I, I uh, you know, I, I certainly think they are right in this thing. I do. And especially after the last couple of nights. I mean, they picked up two games just like that. And you go rattle off a real run here, you will be right in it. And I mean right in it. We'll see if they can do it. But certainly a fun couple of nights. And uh, it's amazing how well they've played against uh, against really good teams this year. Been, it's been a lot of fun to watch when they've played some of these really good teams from the American League. Keep in mind, they won the season series from the Braves. I mean, it's been an interesting year in that sense, for sure, how well they've played against some of the better teams in baseball this season. All right, if you want to squeeze in another phone call, you can, 833-288-0973. For now, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at scores today from around the major leagues. Busy Wednesday around the majors. Tigers beat the Twins earlier today 8-7 
In Minnesota, Spencer Torkelson, a couple of home runs in that game for Detroit. Mets beat the Pirates 8-3 in New York. D.J. Stewart had his first multi-home run game in a couple of years as the Mets beat the Pirates. Diamondbacks beat the Rockies 9-7 in Colorado. Christian Walker, a couple of two-run home runs in that game for Arizona. So they're playing pretty well, heading to San Diego tomorrow. Rays beat the Giants 6-1 in San Francisco. Reds beat the Guardians 7-2 in Cincinnati. Astros beat the Marlins 12-5 in Miami. Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Chas McCormick hit home runs in that game for Houston. A's beat the Cardinals 8-0 in St. Louis. It was the Nationals over the Red Sox 6-2 in Washington, D.C. Caber Ruiz, a big three-run home run in that game for the Nationals. Phillies beat the Blue Jays 9-4 in Toronto. Bryce Harper, a couple of home runs in that game for Philly. Braves blank the Yankees 2-0 in Atlanta. The Yankees are a game below 500 1661 i believe what i read earlier i have to double check i don't have it in front of me but i believe what i read earlier was that the yankees have not finished below 500 since 1995 i've got to double check that it could be off but they are under 500 right now 1661 wow Angels beat the Rangers 2-0 in Texas earlier today. Reed Detmers took a no-hitter into the eighth inning in that game. Shohei Otani, his 42nd home run as the Angels blanked the Rangers. Cubs beat the White Sox. What a finish here. Christopher Morrell, a three-run home run to walk it off in the bottom of the ninth inning at Wrigley Field. White Sox led 3-1. Morrell, a walk-off three-run home run. And if you haven't seen the video, you should see it. Morrell goes wild. He uh, pulls his jersey off. Eventually, his undershirt's taken off. He was uh, just rounding the bases with so much joy. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Big-time moment for Morrell in Chicago at Wrigley Field, the walk-off home run. Mariners beat the Royals 6-5 to in Kansas City. And finally, Dodgers beat the Brewers 7-1 in L.A. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Wednesday around the major leagues. Now, let's hear our play of the game. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Tatis hit third, two outs. Fernando takes off. He's going to steal home without a play. Straight steal of home, and Perez never knew. Fernando Tatis Jr. providing our play of the game, electrifying here at Petco Park. The crowd went wild, a straight steal of home plate. What a night, what a show put on for Fernando here tonight. Our play of the game, the straight steal of home plate. I got some notes here from the uh, great Padres PR staff. The notes on Tatis's straight steal of home. It was the first of his career in the Padres' ninth in club history. The first for the Padres since Travis Jankowski stole home, a straight steal of home, on August 10th, 2016 in Pittsburgh. So if you remember that, Travis Jankowski stealing home August 10th, 2016 in Pittsburgh. That was the last time the Padres had a straight steal of home plate. That's until... Fernando did it here tonight. By the way, before we hear my conversation with Fernando from earlier, replay it for you, uh, I I told you about how good the Padres have been against some of the better teams in baseball this year, right? And in the American League in particular. After tonight, the Padres are 11-5 against the Braves, Orioles, Rays, and Rangers. So think about that for a second. They're 58 and 63 on the year, but they're 11 and 5 against those four teams, some of the best teams in baseball all year. It's been a weird year in a number of different ways. That's a weird stat right there for sure. We'll see if the Padres can keep it rolling against Arizona and Miami. Another reason those series are so important, obviously, is because the Padres got to jump over those teams. That's the thing. When I say four and a half games back, They're not directly four and a half back. They're four and a half back with a bunch of teams to leapfrog. But 
the way you leapfrog them is A, winning a lot of games in a short amount of time, going on a real run, and B, beating those teams head-to-head right in front of you. And the Padres have the opportunity to do both those things here for the rest of this homestand against Arizona and Miami. Fernando Tatis Jr., big night, three hits, two runs scored, straight steal of home plate. I caught up with Fernando right after the game. Fernando, what a show you put on here tonight. Let's start with the steal of home plate. What did you see there that made you believe you could steal home? Uh, just a little bit of disengagement on the first pitch. The pitcher took it in time. I mean, trying to make a pitch, and I just took advantage of the situation. Can you remember the last time you had a straight steal of home plate? <laughs> Probably when I was in low A, something like that. But it was amazing, and to do that, we are in the big leagues. It's just game changer. As you come across home plate there, I mean, this crowd was going nuts. What did that feel like? It felt amazing. It felt amazing. The type of energy is just just great for us, for the team, for the city, and hopefully we can keep this going. Fernando, let's go back to the third inning. Quiet couple of innings offensively. Then you guys were able to really get it going. What was that key in that rally in the third? Just battling uh, our at-bats, putting good at-bats, one behind the other, trusting the guy behind us, and, uh, you know, just putting some good barrels in the ball. Finally, Blake Snell, terrific once again on the mound. From your perspective, what did he do well here tonight? Lights out. It's the cutest one since the first pitch. And, uh, I mean, the guy was it has been dominated for the last three months, so it's pretty amazing to play behind him. Fernando, congratulations on the win. Thanks so much. Thank you. That was Fernando Tatis Jr. right after the game. Great night for Fernando, as always. Big thank you to Fernando for joining me on the post game. Kind of interesting, last couple of days here on the radio side of things, I had Ben Gamble on the pregame show yesterday. Ben Gamble was our postgame guest after yesterday's win. Fernando Tatis Jr., talked to him one-on-one before the game inside the clubhouse. And Fernando has a big night. He's our postgame guest today. Two for two. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Hopefully another postgame interview. Post-game interviews are good because that means the Padres won. You do not hear the post-game interviews from me if they don't win. So you should hope for more post-game interviewing tomorrow. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow, game one of a big four-game series between the Padres and the Diamondbacks. Pitching matchup tomorrow, left-hander Rich Hill on the mound for the Padres, right-hander Zach Gallen on the mound for the Diamondbacks. First pitch tomorrow, 6.40 p.m., Ecowater SoCal, Padres pregame show with me, begins at 540 certainly hope you can join us then taking a look at the final totals in this game here tonight for the Padres five runs eight hits no errors they left on four for the Orioles two runs five hits one error they left on four as well Blake Snell the winner he improves to 10 and 8 the losing pitcher Dean Kramer who drops to 11 and 5 and the save goes to Josh Hader his 27th of the season Time of game, two hours and 30 minutes, and the crowd here at Petco Park, the 50th sellout of the season, number 50, 42,318. As always, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen back to all of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Matty Rhodes, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Padres 5 and the Orioles 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.